0: Let's Talk Sports. Sports Phone with Big Al is live on 106.1 ESPN. Of Richmond Radio, here's Big Al on 1061 ESPN. One word is all you need
1: for Virginia and Memphis. Last night, smoked. Smoked. And I think anyone associated with Virginia basketball is going to know that. It's smoked. They had to air the place out. Virginia stunk so bad. They did, plain and simple. Virginia just was. Virginia's just. They've got to get an inside game, got to get an inside presence if they're going to do anything in the ACC. This is a team that last year was co champions of the ACC with Miami. They lost a lot. They lost a lot of talent on that team. They brought talent in, but there's no real big man Uh, that's mature enough to play the middle. Uh, I mean, there's a kid Buchanan that, does, that gets out there and tries hard, but not quite ready yet. And boy, they—you they, know—I was watching the game and thirteen to one. I, listen, I give credit to Virginia for playing their butts off in, the, in that first half, and in the first uh, you know, eight minutes or so of the second half. Now they played hard all game, but they just they lost it by then. After about eight minutes ago in the in the second half, seven eight minutes ago, uh, they were down thirteen to one, and they came back and made it a thirty-one thirty ball game. Now the announcer said, "Well, Virginia's never been closer than 3 I think, man, you got producers, you got people doing this and that, and everything else is national television. And uh, you think he might have gotten it right. But, hey, we all make mistakes. But uh, if you recall the game, you got, you got to kind of – well, anyway. I'm not going to be critical of the guy. He missed it. That happens. Uh, that's that's what goes on. 31-30, they, got, they clawed their way back. And uh, next thing you knew, it was, think like, what, 38-32, something like that. And um, in the second half, the Memphis Tigers clawed out quickly. I uh, got to what a forty-seven, I think thirty-six lead was what it was, and so uh-huh, uh-huh. But Virginia came back and made it 47-42. But then I think at that point it was about a seventeen to two or seventeen to four run by Memphis. Virginia has nothing on the... They just don't have much on the inside. They start a small lineup. Uh, the problem for Virginia last night was turnovers, which is you know how they make their bones. That's how they win. That's how they play. They play sticky, tough defense, as we all know. And they... Uh, they create points that way. Well, last night, the uh, Tigers had, uh, well, TV, they said 20 this morning. I was reading 18 turnovers by Virginia. Very un-Virginia-like. But things happen. They've been blown out by Wisconsin. They've been blown out by Memphis. They've won their other nine games with a couple of good wins in there, like uh, Texas A&M, which was number 14 at the time. West Virginia, they beat them. Flor- uh, Florida, they beat them. They beat Florida, yeah. So, I mean, they beat some good teams. Syracuse, we'll see how they're going to be this year. Uh, I haven't looked at the standings to see where they are now. But, they, I mean, they've beaten teams. They're 1-0 in the ACC. But, brother, 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 my point, my my perspective is you can't keep taking three upon three upon three. And unless you're smoking hot, and f- uh, for two games, uh, well, what's his name, was hot. I mean, there's no question he was for a couple of games. Uh, uh, McNeely, but boy, he's cooled off the last two Including last night, he got nothing from the field last night that I, that I saw. I mean, you, know, you can't. I can't blame him. Well, he made one, one for eight, four for four from the line, and I'm not pinning it on him. I'm just saying when he's hot and smoking, uh, like he was in two games prior to the last two games, he was twelve for sixteen. I mean, that's – you're going to have a couple of off nights. He just needs – a shooter needs to shoot to get the groove back. I mean, a shooter needs to keep sh- shooting. Ask Red Booker. He was a shooter, and he kept shooting. He, he had no conscience. Oh, <laughs> um, uh, my. Anyway, uh, that's the deal there. They need to get some inside presence to take the pressure off the outside. Pre- it's just sort of like uh, you, you need an offensive line in football for the quarterback to throw the ball. I mean, there are fundamentals in sports that you just don't ignore. And not that I'm saying Tony Bidden ignored it. I'm just saying they lost a couple of players. Cafaro had another year. Uh, Shedrick had another year, and they decided to leave. Um, the other big fella, uh, Truett, I think is his name, uh, came in with uh, Bonds and uh, a couple other guys and uh, was shirt last year. I think it was Dunn and uh, McNeely. I think he came in with them. And. Uh, He was red-shirted, and he wanted to get closer to his girlfriend back in Nebraska. I hope they're still dating. (laughs) Anyway, good morning. I'm Big Al. This is Sports Phone on 106.1 ESPN. We thank you for tuning in this morning. We thank you. We've got Alan back on the other side of the glass after his trip down to Charlotte, North Carolina. Good morning, Hoss.
2: Good morning, man. What a great line!
1: <laughs> a great line. Where what? I,
2: I hope they're still
1: dating. <laughs> well, you know, move for the girlfriend. <laughs> and I, you, you hope that they're still seeing each other. Uh, if not, hey, no sweat off
2: bottom of my feet. Yeah, I uh, I agree. I I like to see them stay and play. I'm pretty sure Habo will have a a take on it too. I just I just thought that UVA was just they were just outmatched man athleticism and length and and that matters a lot
1: athleticism definitely no question about that uh they just they were too slow virginia in a lot of situations and they stole the ball and they stole the ball and they turned the ball over and they turned the ball over you know well memphis was stealing the ball almost at will it seemed like and um and Virginia just—I don't know—they couldn't keep pace. Uh, you know, the, the ship will be corrected. Uh, there's no question about that. Uh, when you look at uh, the balance of the season to be played, it's just tough to see them lose like that, and they've done it twice uh, this year. Uh, of course, uh, to, to Wisconsin earlier than last night and Memphis. So that's uh, they got to regroup, so to speak. There's no question about that. Uh, Regrouping is required. So anyway, how are you doing this morning?
2: I'm doing great, man. Doing great. Had a great trip. Um, Was an exciting bowl game as we recap yesterday. Yeah. um, Looking forward to maybe getting out to the um, Armed Forces Bowl if uh, Matt can't go uh, to watch Virginia Tech. And
1: that's what the twenty
2: seventh. Yep, the 27th. Well,
1: there you go. You're just a bowl-doing man. How about that? You're going to be going to another bowl game maybe, huh?
2: Yeah, I, I, I enjoy football, and I think it's great for our listeners. Um, and, you know, we're airing the games here on the station as well, so it's good to have some kind of in-person insight to go along with the radio broadcast. Well, there you go.
1: You know, I was looking for the uh, basketball standings. I went to the football. i uh, habit said so doing that since September. <laughs> Got to wake up. It's not September. It's uh, December and winter arrives tomorrow. Uh, yeah, that's uh, yeah. Tech uh, well, Tech should take a crowd. They always have traveled well. Uh, as far as fans go, now six and six team, and they came back from a three and eight team last year. So six and six is a big improvement, and it would be nice to see a good crowd of Hokies go up. It's in Annapolis, I believe. Correct, Military Bowl.
2: Yep, and Annapolis, which is uh, actually a very nice place to watch a football game. Yep,
1: yep. It's not a huge stadium, but it's a nice place to go to watch a game. You got that right. Uh, coming up on uh, just Virginia's schedule, I'm focused on them because they did get tattooed last night. I mean, their losses are about 24 to Wisconsin and uh, 23 to Memphis. Yikes. Got to have that inside presence. I'll add, well, Hobbo and Avery certainly, I think, will echo that, that you have to have an inside presence. You got to have a threat. You got to have where the defense goes in to collapse on the guy and, and you get an open shot you know, for, you know, from the outside, uh, Morgan State is the opponent next week. That's the twenty seventh. They uh, boy, they've got some layoffs there, December fifth through the sixteenth. They were rusty against Northeastern, then played the nineteenth, and so then they play again the twenty seventh. So in twenty two days, they only have two games. That's a long break. You got you got exam break, and then you got Christmas break, and I, I understand that that's, that's part of it. But you, you only get two games in
2: in uh, over three weeks. That's a long that's a long break. So. Yeah, the schedule's not doing them any favors. They they need reps, man. I, I think they're a team that if they if they get enough uh, reps underneath their feet, they'll gel eventually and it'll come together.
1: Well, Morgan State, then at Notre Dame, Louisville at home, a couple road games in the ACC into mid-January, NC State and Wake Forest, and then by... January 17th, the Hokies will visit the JPJ and see if they get rolling. I mean, this is a this is time to get going. And, and certainly Tony Bennett is uh, viewed as one of the top coaches in the land, if not the top coach. But he's voted to be uh, probably, I think he's seen as a top, you know, a top five coach in college basketball. So unfortunate, but they did get beat. Uh, boy, do we have a slew of football coming up in front of us. Uh, college football, uh, Boca Raton tomorrow, Gasparilla Bowl, Camellia Bowl, Birmingham Bowl, Air Forces uh, uh, Bowl, which would be Madison playing in that potato. (laughs) Others, uh, I don't know, one, two, three, four, five on on Saturday the 23rd. And then they have a two-day break for Christmas Eve and Christmas. But the NFL will certainly fill the landscape with that. They've got, of course, a game on Thursday night, two on Saturday, Cincinnati-Pittsburgh-Buffalo-Chargers, and then 10 on Sunday, Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. Uh, It'll be a competition between the NBA in their five games and the NFL in their three games. So there you have it. I mean, you want to watch sports on Christmas Day, <laughs> you ain't gonna be, you ain't gonna be looking around the dial. You, I mean, it'll be easy to find. All right, we'll take a pause. It's already eight eleven. Parney at eight thirty five. We haven't talked to him in about a month and a half, I'm guessing. So we'll have Parniferous on at eight thirty five to catch up with what's going on in Squirrelland. And then, of course, at, 10, at nine o'clock, at ten o'clock, we'll be off. Nine o'clock, we'll have the Sunshine Boys two point Averett and Hobgood. Gus's today. Oh, by the way, we will be at Gus's Italian Cafe and Sports Bar in the Hanover. Squirrel Shopping Center. Come out and see us. It's right before Christmas. It'll be a great time as always. i will have good folks there, great food. Scott and Lisa Stout have been laying out plates of food for 34 years and uh, they're still at it uh, when it comes to to, uh, putting out good food and running a great restaurant. A unique restaurant in the sense that it's a an Italian cafe on one side, a sports bar on the other. The Hanover Square Shopping Center, Bell Creek Road. Come out and see us. We'll pause here and return right after this.
0: And we don't want anyone to forget. We have NFL coverage every Sunday afternoon, as well as every Dallas Cowboys broadcast. Here on your home for sports in the River City, 1061 ESPN, Richmond. I'm picking up good vibrations. She's giving me the excitations. Girl, I'm backing up good vibrations. She's me the excitations. Girl.
1: But seriously, would you rather listen to this or me? I'd rather listen to this. Simple. <laughs> hey, we're here live and talking sports. Uh, we thank you for tuning in. This is uh, Sports Phone on one zero six one ESPN. I'm Big Alan, Allen, the Cub, the Cub on the back on the other side of the glass, right here on one zero six one ESPN. Our phone number to call or to text it would be. Three two seven zero eight eight eight, and as you know, as of what about a year ago now has it been eight oh four? You need the area code. Uh, plain and simple, uh, that's the way it is. Eight oh four three two seven zero eight 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 is our number. How many times you go to your phone, you punch a number up of somebody you know, a friend of yours, and you haven't put the eight oh four in? Uh, it's just left over from when you didn't need it. And I go, oh, I got I to gotta go through all of mine and, and delete and add the 804s to make it simple like it's supposed to be. Anyway, uh, Mike Tomlin. I, we got Kobe down the hall in 96.5, classic uh, rock 96.5. He and uh, Reggie, well, she doesn't care about much football, I don't think. I mean, she much about football, it is. But uh, Kobe's a Steeler fan. And there's a good story on, well, a story. I don't know if it was a good story. Uh, Tomlin's biggest mistakes that led to the Steelers' tumble. Ugh. I mean, is it Tomlin's fault? Is it the other coaches? Is it the players? Mm, uh, you know, 17 coach. years, he's been he's won, has not had a losing season. He's had a couple of eight and eights in there, but he has never had a losing season. I know Joe Gibbs to 1.0, he was 12 years there, and he had one because Chip Miller misses a chip shot, and they lost at Cincinnati, went 7-9, would have been 8-8 that year. But he did, and they lost, and that's a shame.
2: So, Al, can I ask you a question?
1: Uh, No, of course not. (laughs) Go right ahead. Now,
2: in in the case of the Steeler fans, if you have expectations and talent to consistently win 11 games, 10 games, 10-11 games, and you're struggling to get to that mark, not necessarily this year, but over the years, I think that's where the frustration comes from. Now, when you look at this year's team, how they were set up to essentially uh, get into the playoffs, but now they're struggling maybe to be out of the playoffs, would you not consider that somewhat of a failure?
1: (laughs) Um, I wouldn't consider it a failure. I consider it a bad year. I mean, I've got his stats in front of me. Now, as Kobe will tell me, they haven't – Won a playoff game since 2017, uh, which I'm a little surprised at. they were 13 and three that year. But nine six and one eight and eight twelve and four. I you know, would have thought in 20. Well, that was the pandemic year. You got to throw everything out with the dishwater on that one. The baby's water. Uh, nine seven and one nine and eight. See the last couple years, or three out of the last four, has got what Steelers by the fans by the horns. Is that they've gone well? Four of the last five. Nine six and one by standards he had set in other coaches prior that was down 11 down here then eight and eight 12 and four then nine seven and one nine and eight currently seven and seven the guys won 170 lost 100. a He's right there Joe Gibbs after Joe Gibbs mistakenly in my opinion came back and uh, he finished uh, 171 and 101 overall including the playoffs so anyway um, he's won so he's won 170 he's lost a hundred. That's, you know, that's about 63%, I believe. Let me quickly check uh, check on that, if I can get over to the right page here. Uh, 170 divided by 270, obviously. 630 ball.
2: Yeah, it's,
1: now, wait a minute. Hold on. You put that to the numbers of a baseball season, it's like winning 102.
2: Yeah. It, it's <laughs> been a great career, but, I mean, again, looking from Kobe's lens, I see players on his team right now not wanting to give effort, kind of quitting. Well, then you gotta look at the how long it took him to change the offensive coordinator, and then even by doing that, they haven't gotten any better. I don't necessarily think he should be fired, but no. I think if things don't look better next year, it just might be that his time's up at, at Pittsburgh. When's the
1: last time Steelers fired a coach? 1969, know, right? 68. <laughs> you know, they they hired hire Chuck Noll. He didn't get fired. He retired. Great uh, Bill Cowher, he didn't get fired. He retired. I mean, we're talking, what, uh, 31, 23, 54 years, 54 seasons? And they haven't fired a coach? I mean, it's a remarkable. And they've won six Super Bowls. And nobody's won more. But yeah, it's just down by Pittsburgh standards. But still, good golly, look around the league and look who you could be a fan of. And, and, and I mean, look, the Chargers never win. They, they've been in the Super Bowl once, and Bobby Ross from Richmond took them there. I mean, look at I mean Carolina. I mean, their teams. Arizona always bad. Went to one Super Bowl, could have won but got beat. But I mean, perennial losers. Washington is a perennial loser. I don't want to hear about the great history of the Washington Redskins football horse manure. They're good from Lombardi through Joe Gibbs 1.0 and that's been it now back in the 40s and late 30s they did win two NFL titles but who among us was casting a shadow at that point
2: nobody. not many <laughs> nobody really. I mean
1: there are a lot of people that are 80 years old and 90 years old and that's great but I've been talking about as far as modern day football fans you know you, know, you kind of lose interest as you get older <laughs> yeah and yeah. so uh, in some degree but the bottom line is Pittsburgh's used to winning and a seven and seven is is blasphemy. So we'll see what pans out with the rest of their season in uh, in Pittsburgh. You like to think they can finish above 500 again. Uh, Mike Tomlin's done a great job. He did win a Super Bowl. Uh, he, he's not been back to the Super Bowl, but that happens to a lot of teams. You just don't get back. You don't get back to the Super Bowl. I mean, for the remaining three games for the Stillers, and there are a lot of Stiller fans in this town, great, proud, uh, super uh, fans. I mean, as far as following their team with passion, they follow their teams. They got, they have Cincinnati at home this week. Jake Browning. I mean, the way he's playing, that's that's up in the air. Then they go to Seattle. Seattle got well. They said they got lucky, but they won with a backup at late in the game. Yeah, uh, Seattle's gonna be tough. Then they get Baltimore. Baltimore, they're gonna be Baltimore unless Baltimore's all wrapped up and they rest players, which I don't know if they'll even do that. Those are three tough games for, for Pittsburgh.
2: Yeah, no, it's not an easy schedule for them. No. I mean, their division is is always a grind. But I think again, that's probably why the Steelers are upset because they had um they had chances to put themselves in a position. Where these games, win or lose, wouldn't really affect their uh, position in the playoffs, but they squandered those games away.
1: Well, the, the deal is their offense ain't clicking. Uh, they've only scored 223 points in 14 games. That's been a little over 15. Uh, about 16 points a game is With their scoring, that's the issue with the Stillers, and there are like I said, there are a lot of Stiller fans in town. Uh, they're giving up 20 a game exactly. So, Washington has scored uh, 48 more points, uh, or 58 more points than Pittsburgh, but the problem with Washington is they've given up 143 more. <laughs> so, there you go, not comparing the two franchises. Uh, anyway, the um. Uh, Pittsburgh, they got a, a tough road ahead of them to try and to get to nine wins uh, with the schedule they have. And they, they're playing Cincinnati in Pittsburgh Saturday afternoon. They got to get a win there. And then they got a shot at Seattle and Baltimore. Baltimore's 11-3, and three, and they're good. This just him. So there you have that. Oh, we got to get, no, okay. I thought it thought 8-34, it was 8-24. Wait a minute, we got to get a pause here. Um, the, uh, the the bowl season continues really through January 1st and I, I mean I, I know that Michigan and Alabama are in the Rose Bowl and Washington Texas are in the Sugar Bowl but I don't consider them bowl games as in traditional bowl games these are playoff games and yeah they're calling it or you know they're, they're playing out in uh, in uh, Uh, Rose Bowl's in Pasadena, right? Boy, why am I forgetting that one?
2: Oh, yeah, it's in Pasadena. Uh, And then
1: Washington and Texas playing Sugar Bowl down in New Orleans. So they're bowl games, but do you really consider them a bowl game in the sense of uh, the Sun Bowl, the Cotton Bowl, Orange, Fiesta, things like that? Um, It's tough for me to see it as a bowl. They're playoff games. And then, of course... The national championship's not a ball game. On coming up, coming down the stretch, here here comes Calvados. I mean, January eighth, the title game. We got to start looking at that and saying, hey, we got to get our picks in for that before New Year's, because uh, we won't be here New Year's Day. But for those games of Michigan, Alabama, and Washington, Texas, and I, I read some of David Teal's column today, and um, talking about the uh, Forest State getting snubbed. And uh, they are talking about all the different titles and championships they've won in uh, sports across the landscape of the ACC. And I've I've got to take the time here to read the balance of it. But uh, as usual, he makes good points. I I, I like David Teal's columns. I like reading them. And uh, he's in the Virginia Sports Hall of Fame. Uh, He's obviously done a good job. And so um, there is uh, more to read there. Before I totally cook my opinions of what he has to say here uh, in his column today, so uh, there are other sports going on uh, right now, but the main focus right now obviously is football. Hey, one other thing about Tomlin, let me ask you this: let me see what you think about this. I know I'm jumping from one thing to another, but I want to get the, the, the football bit in the college. Uh, Mike Tomlin will be only 52. In March, he was born in '72. He's young. Went to William Mary, as we know, same as uh, Sean McDermott up at Buffalo. Um, what do you think? Is he? Do you think he still has the passion to coach, or would you rather say, "Hey, I'm going to coach you more like Cow, or I'm going to get into studio work and all of that"? What do you think?
2: I think that Tomlin, Billichek, and all these coaches who have too much control over the roster need to give it up and just coach. I think that's ultimately what's hurting their uh, legacy at this point. Is that they are not good at good talent evaluators anymore. Uh, look at the roster talent on the Patriots. Look at the roster talent on the <laughs> Steelers. Like they they yeah. need to they need to get GMs or football minded. Like analytically based people, let them do their jobs and build the roster for them, and just let them focus on what they do best, which is coaching.
1: You know, football coaches always say, "If I'm going to cook the meal, I want to take, I want to choose the uh, the groceries."
2: I, I I understand that, but yep. the, the game has changed, and the winning formula is with these people who have good GMs and and a coach who just coaches. I think it's just a lot to to take on nowadays. Does Dallas have a good GM? Hey, they've got a talented roster. Yeah,
0: uh,
1: yeah, but the problem there is it's <laughs> I mean, mainly Jerry Jones, and I, I guess his son Jerry Steve. Some,
2: I got to give Jerry and Steve uh, some credit. I man. think it's
1: more Steve than Jerry. Just point. Jerry's it. in his eighties, I think, isn't he?
2: Well, I'll say so, this, uh, Al. Jerry can pick a O line. I'll give him credit for that. Yeah,
1: yeah. I remember they would take was it Zach Martin or Johnny Football back uh, when uh, Manziel was was uh, Johnny Manziel was was a hot quarterback item. Um, I think that's when he took Zach Martin out of Notre Dame, and he's, you know, what a very good offensive lineman he's been. Anyway, I, and my question is Tom, I agree, and in the, in the, I think a general manager should be in place for most all teams. I agree with that. Um, uh, Ozzie Newsome did such a great job with Baltimore when they when they're getting established as the GM. But the, but, but what you have to have there's a good, very good relationship, obviously, between a, a general manager and the head football coach. If they ain't getting along, or they don't like each other, they're not on the same. If they're not on the same page, there's gonna be issues. And obviously, Sleepy Ron has. No real knowledge, at least the last four years, of building a football team.
2: Yeah, Ron needs to retire for sure.
1: Well, why not? You know, I mean, he's got a ton of money. Why, why, which, I mean, choose a different challenge, Ronnie. Go some, do something else for a living. It, it's time to hang up the old, uh, the old whistle. Quit being the big whistle and, and move on to other things because he's obviously not getting it done. I mean, it's just, you know, it's obviously he's not. It's plain and simple. There's no, no discussion on that. As far as hey, go coach somewhere else if you want, but not Washington anymore. He won't be there, and I'm guessing January eighth, that Monday, Black Monday they call it because coaches if I would fired three coaches this year, so anyway, that's that. Well, that Tomlin, he's young, but does he still have the fire and the passion? And I, I'm not, I'm only saying it because I, I wonder. It's not that I, I'm questioning him or criticizing him because I think Tomlin's been a great coach his career in Pittsburgh. Um. But one of my question is, of course, does he still have that passion, that fire in his belly to get out there and and, and coach a different team, for example, uh, in the NFL? I mean, where would he go? he's He's got the chops. you know he's made his bones, you know, any cliche you want to come up with like that. I mean, he's certainly a lot of teams would probably like to have him. or is he do you need to get a young a young coach? And I don't want to hear any hooey-booey about Belichick coming to Washington. That dog ain't going to hunt. All right, let's take a pause right here, right now. And we'll come back with Parniferous Maximus and talk a little squirrel action. We haven't done that since October, I think, or early November. Last time we talked to any squirrelween and all that kind of thing. All right, stay with us. This is Sports Phone on 1061 ESPN. Our number is 327-0888. I'm Big Al and the Cub, Alan, on the other side of the glass. Stay with us.
0: Let's get social. Follow us on X and Instagram at ESPN Richmond. And find us on Facebook by searching ESPN Richmond. Don't miss a thing from your home for sports in Richmond. One zero six one ESPN. Take me out to the ball game. Take me out to the crowd. Buy me some peanuts and crackers. And a beer. Run run, run, run for the coming If they don't win, it's a shame
1: Mike Allen, the Cub, on the other side. Harry Carey singing it. Uh, not quite baseball weather. yet. 21 degrees in my neck of the woods when I got up this morning. But before you know it, it will be early April. And we've got Parniferous Maximus on with us to talk a little about that. How about that a little take me out to the ball game, Oz? Good morning. What do you think?
3: Night, train. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas to you and yours. And I like how Harry adds words to the iconic <laughs> song, Take Me Out to the ball game. <laughs> I'm going to actually start doing that, Crackers, Jacks, and a beer. So I think I'm going to start adding
1: that, too. <laughs> oh, there you go. There you go. What a, uh, boy, just a, and not only that, but watching Will Ferrell do him on Saturday Night Live all those years ago when he would do Harry Carey. I mean, he, he was so daggone funny with, the, with his uh, uh, rendition of Harry Carey doing Take Me Out and just talking to him. Anyway, how are you? How you been? Merry Christmas to you and your family as well.
3: Same, my friend. I'm uh, doing great. I uh, was uh, heading to the office here in a little bit. Had some things to do uh, around town this morning. But uh, heading into the ballpark, the Diamond, it's looking great. Uh, the staff is doing a great job. A couple things I wanted to talk to you about. Uh, we have, was in there yesterday, we have Great 8 Plans, which is a booklet of eight tickets that are undated. A huge, huge fan favorite for the holidays. So if you haven't gotten guests yet, uh obviously the ticket packages i was up in the store every time i go up in the store i spend crazy amounts of money people think i get that (laughs) stuff for free but i don't um uh, but but uh, they got some great items up there uh and then another thing but besides all the squirrel stuff uh, my buddy bam bam white and i are doing another comedy show at the richmond music hall on january the 20th and we've discounted the tickets for stocking stocking stuffers, Al. So for only ten bucks, you can make me and Bam Bam White uh, tickle your fancy as far as telling you funny stories, and it's a really funny, great show. Uh, for ten bucks, you just can't beat it. You could buy stocking stuffers for everybody in your family for less than a hundred bucks at that rate. So mm-hmm. go to richmondmusichall.com, richmondmusichall.com, com, dot com. Reminder: ticket packages. The squir- and, and also merchandise at the Squirrel Store. They'll be open. To- and to say, hey, if your listeners go to the Squirrel Store today, mm-hmm. my buddy Jackson Harefield, who's a merchandise uh, guru for the Squirrels, it's his birthday. So if oh. you go into the Squirrel's Nest today, wish our buddy Jackson Harefield a very happy birthday. Um, and um, uh, our calendars, those 12 month calendars, just got in yesterday. That's, that's nice for stockings as well. So just a lot of great. Things between uh, the squirrels and and Bam and I's comedy show give you a lot of lot of options for the holidays. April the 9th is the home opener. April the 9th is the home opener. The, the squirrels did do a flash sale online for for the home opener the other day. They also did a uh, we also did a flash sale for July fourth yesterday. So go to squirrelsbaseball.com. I don't even know half the stuff they're doing Uh, when I go online. I learn, too. So I don't know what they have up their sleeve today. But go to SquirrelsBaseball.com because you can get really great ticket packages or great tickets for things like the home opener or July 4th if you just pay attention to the website.
1: Well, now, uh, wait a minute. I've had on my wall in my office uh, from the beginning of the year, I've had a squirrel – a squirrels calendar so i gotta come yeah. i need to come get one of those and hang it back i need one because uh, you need a desk calendar and you, for me anyway you need a you need also a wall calendar so you can you know sort of follow what's going on in the world uh now
3: the the, the entire parnell family all of us we our, our 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 daily lives are calculated by that squirrels wall calendar every single year we have them at our beach house we have them here Sammy has one at her house in Myrtle Beach. Like, we, we all go by those squirrels calendars. So make sure you stop and get one. They're they're a the perfect price, Al.
1: Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure they are.
3: Free. That's what I was
1: getting. Guess- <laughs> That's what I was getting. Hey, uh, uh, Parn, tell us again about your January appearance. Again, what day is it and where is it?
3: Saturday night, uh, January the twentieth. Uh, my buddy Bam Bam mm-hmm. White, uh, nationally renowned comedians, traveled the world doing stand up comedy. He and I are doing story time with Parney and Bam. I tell stories about behind-the-scenes of Miley baseball. He tells stories about behind-the-curtain in in, uh, professional comedy. We also get the crowd heavily involved. About an hour-and-a-half show, Richmond Music Hall, which is the Capitol House downtown. Go to www.richmondmusichall.com and until christmas morning tickets are only 10 bucks mm-hmm. they're normally 25
1: uh and that's the old. that's uh, right there on main street between i think what uh 9th, 8th and 7th yep. streets i believe right 8th and 7th it's Streets. A,
3: it's a great it's a great yep. night out you get you, you get out you can have dinner beforehand bam and i uh, and, and uh, Tanya and whoever Bama's is with <laughs> uh, <laughs> we go and have drinks after the show at the bar at Capitol House so it, 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 it'll be a great Saturday night January the 20th mm-hmm. I think if my math is right that should be like the NFL playoff, divisional playoff day Yeah. Uh, so, so we can watch some football after we're done uh, it should be great and, and again the squirrels uh, ticket packages, squirrels home opener April 9th, 4th of July Squirrels calendars. But we we all want to be a big part of your Christmas holiday and holiday season. So make sure you do that now before time runs well,
1: out. Let me tell you this: on top of all that, it's exactly one month from today. Is that right? Yeah, Daisy.
3: Get you down there. Bring your wife down. We'll I'm, buy some drinks afterwards. Now <laughs> uh, you have a nice
1: time. You don't need to buy drinks. That's uh, we'll, we'll 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 buy each other a shot after the show. Uh, uh, yeah, I need to come down there. i like to come down there and see it. And uh, it's close to uh, uh, good people down there. You used to advertise with me for a long time. Penny Lane Pub. I'm sure you've yeah. been in there before with Terrence O'Neill and Terry O'Neill and Rosie O'Neill and all of them uh, at, at Penny Lane Pub down there. Good, very good family run for years. And, I mean, 1977, I believe, is when they first opened. Whew. So Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure you've you been know there.
3: What, you know what really ages us? I was just doing this the other day with somebody. When you say... When you say something like well that was only <laughs> 1991 and then you're like holy hell that was 32 years ago <laughs> I, <know>. I, <laughs> I mean like I, I was thinking about so i've been doing a lot this this last few months reaching back out to old players uh, yeah. that i haven't talked to in a while old coaches managers it's been really great just reconnecting with people as i have a little bit more time now and and i uh, was talking to somebody and i'm like well Like, that was 95. And then I'm thinking, (laughs) wait a second, on that 95 team that I'm talking about was Scotty Rowland, who just was inducted to the Hall of Fame, which means he's been retired for a minimum of five years.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's amazing Uh, the way it flies on by.
3: No, no wonder every hair on my body's white. You know, so um, <laughs> TMI, I brother.
1: TMI there. Yeah. it's a little too yeah. much information. But thank you for playing. <laughs> hey, uh, right. you know, I got a question for you. First of all, give me some uh, quickly. Give me some ideas, and I'm gonna ask you about another ball player. Uh, give me some ideas for stocking stuffers from the squirrel store. Uh,
3: well, stocking stuffers, any kind of T-shirt. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a lot of uh, like plastic glassware baseball cards. Uh, We have baseballs, all kinds of logo baseballs. We have regular baseballs. Uh, There's all kinds I mean, headwear really doesn't fit into a stocking, but headwear obviously Mm -hmm. is a great, great gift. Uh, And then we got some great new, you know what baseballism is? Baseballism is a manufacturer that comes up with Swag that is baseball related with a bunch of different baseball sayings and baseball like three up three down stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Jackson just put got some new baseballism tees in, so that would be good to wrap up and put in stockings. Um the calendars are great to roll up and put in stockings, schedule magnets, anything like that that there, there's there's literally like I walked up there yesterday to get one thing and I ended up with like 20 things. So like Jeez. there's all kinds of things <laughs> Jackson salivates when he hears that I'm coming up the store, because he, he calls me the, <laughs> if I was in, he goes, if this store was in Vegas, you'd be my whale. So um, uh, so there's a, there's all kinds of things at the squirrel's nest. And you can go online. Uh, I don't know what the cutoff date is for getting it, you know, getting it to people across the country, but I'm sure you still, you can, we can still figure out ways to get it there. So uh, all kinds of things. I'm probably forgetting a bunch of things. There's, there's, um, uh, there's tie-dye shirts. He's got in there now. they they're just all kinds of things. So make sure you either stop by or go to squirrelsbaseball.com.
1: Yeah, there's a lot you can get there. And then, Nothing
3: stuffs a stocking like a flying squirrel, Al.
1: <laughs> That's what I've heard. You gotta <laughs> like it. <laughs> the, I, I'm just trying to remember, and I've just I've, I've blanked out on the name of the guys. Reading about him earlier, I've read about him earlier this week as well. Oh, golly. He bounced around a lot of teams. Oh, what is his name? 509 home runs, 1,676 RBI. Oh, it's just dancing in my brain, and I can't get it to the forefront. Uh, I Carlos mean, Beltran? No, no, he's He's been retired. This is his last year on the ballot for the Hall of Fame.
3: Gary Sheffield. Yes,
1: Gary Sheffield. Thank Gary you. Sheffield. Does he belong in the hall?
3: Uh, Well, before we get on that train, I'm going to tell you who I emphatically believe, and I'm emphatically campaigning and championing to be in the Hall, and that is our local buddy, Billy Wagner, who's now Mm. the head baseball coach at the Miller School. After 18 years of pitching at an elite level in the big leagues, our opposing batters had a 187 lifetime average against Mm. Billy Wagner. Mm. Let me say that again for your listeners. 187. You know where that ranks in all time in Major League Baseball, Alan? Uh, I
1: would think top five. Second.
3: Second. And the, first is, and the first is Mariana Rivera, who was either a unanimous vote into the Hall of Fame mm-hmm. or he missed it by two or three uh, first, on a first ballot. So Billy Wagner belongs in the Hall of Fame. Let's get uh, that out uh, of
2: the uh, way. Uh, Alan had something to say about that. What is it, Alan? Yeah, he also taught himself how to throw left-handed uh, was my understanding. I think he injured his oh. right arm.
3: Because he broke his arm yeah. playing football yeah. as a youngster. That's incredible. Billy Wagner is one of the greatest human beings I've ever met in my life, and I love him, and I can't wait to be in Cooperstown to watch him give his speech. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I hopefully it's going to be July of this year. So let's get that out of the way. He's, it's going to be very close again. He was uh, 68% last year, I think, so he needs 7% more votes. I've been following the votes online as people put them out. It's going to be very, very close, but I hope he gets in. Gary Sheffield. I haven't thought about Gary Sheffield as a Hall of Famer uh, that much uh, recently, but it is his final year. I think if you hit 500 homers, Al, you probably should be in. Well,
1: people are going to say, well, did he do – heads. I don't know. Who knows at this point? Uh, 509 home runs. He had he had a 1475 walks. Lifetime batting average 292. 393 on base average. Uh, the RBI total is 1676. And he's on top of that is scored. Uh, where's my run column on this? I, only four people have done what he's done, including the the doubles, the hits, the walks, the home runs, yeah. the RBI, the batting average over 290. Uh, you know, uh, Aaron May. Bonds and one other guy I can't remember, but I mean he's you know as long as he wasn't doing any pets, I mean this guy belongs in the hall. Five hundred nine taters. So yeah.
3: I that was with, with Billy and being being really good friends with Billy and really wanting Billy to be in, I, I dove into the numbers a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I think that's really what you need to do. Do is not look at the rankings, but how many people have done certain things that they've done, right? Mm-hmm. And you just said it. You just said it. There's only four people that have done the things that you just said, yeah. and the first three names that I heard were Aaron Mays and somebody else. The Bonds. Of the Bonds.
1: Yeah, well, okay,
3: so so that's certainly a high level company, right? So uh, I, I think it's going to be hard. Now the other one that uh, Rafael Palmeiro I think had 500 home runs, but he got ostracized. Yeah. Um, you know because he 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 did what he did, but. Uh, no, I think I think Gary – well, I've been watching. Gary's been getting some votes. Uh, he makes very good cigars now, by the way. Mm. He's got his own brand of cigars. So I, I think he's got a really good shot. But, again, I'm going to use this platform that you gave me. Billy Wagner needs to be in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> Gary
4: <says laughs> you to him,
3: He gets in, he gets out. I don't care. Billy Wagner – I will be very upset personally and professionally if Billy Wagner doesn't get in the Hall of Fame this year.
1: Right, we'll, we'll start a, we'll start a, try and get a parade of votes out of Richmond there for
3: him. Hey, we've, I'm sure if you want to get him on the air sometime, I'd be happy to help you get him well, on the air sometime. As
1: we get to baseball season, let's do it. And by then the vote for the Hall of Fame will have taken place, I believe, by the time the season gets here. Correct. Uh, All right. We've got to move, but we'll do this again soon. Do it again early January. We'll get together and tell us what's going on. And of course, January 20th, of course, at the Capitol Hill down town richmond music hall i think it's called you said and yep, don't forget yep. don't forget squirrel paraphernalia and all kinds of things at the squirrel's nest store at the diamond go by and get that present you haven't gotten yet yeah oh what a great idea and then you know stocking stuffers as well all right party just want to say hey do you see how you're doing it sounds like you're doing great best to tanya your daughters have a great merry christmas moose
3: same to you uh out Al, to all you your family your wife your listeners uh merry christmas Happy New Year and Happy Holidays to everybody.
1: And I think I just called you a Christmas moose. <laughs> <laughs>
3: That's okay. Or maybe I'll drink a moose head beer later there you
1: today. Go. We'll do that. Thank you, Haas. Have a great one. Good to talk with you. Good to catch up. Have fun. Go nuts. All right, we'll take a pause here. It is uh, 840, 850. We are behind. And the Sunshine Boys have come in. And do we have a lot to talk about this morning or not? We do. Stay with us. Give a call. 327-0888. We shall return after hearing from our fine sponsors. Stay with us.
0: And we don't want anyone to forget. We have NFL coverage every Sunday afternoon. As well as every Dallas Cowboys broadcast. Here on your home for sports in the River City. one zero six one ESPN Richmond.
1: Right here in front of us, the boys are back in town. All right, good morning there, Mr. Averett. Good morning, Mr. Coleman. Good morning, Mr. Habanero. Habo. Hobgood. Jim Hobgood. Good morning.
4: Could you uh, turn me down a little bit in the headset here? I'm getting blown away. That's good. Yeah. Thank you. I'm good.
1: <clears throat> well, good morning. I'm perfect. Uh, I came on the air this morning and said Virginia got smoked. They could have been a ham in a smokehouse, a turkey in a, in a smoker, a standing rib roast, uh, in a green, uh, green. what they call those green eggs. Uh, you smoke things. I mean, they just got smoked. They, they just, uh, they, I gave them credit. They came back and got to 31-30 after being down 31 to, I mean, 13 to 1. They came back and outscored them, oh, what, 29 to, uh, what did it say, 20, 29 to 18. Uh, but they, and they got you know, they pulled away early in the second half, and Virginia closed the gap. Then they pulled away a second time, and uh, Virginia closed the gap, and then that was that. They got to 47-42. I think Memphis went on like a 17-4, to 17-2 run. You had a word as well, Habo
4: I would say soft. You know, they got punched yeah. and didn't really respond. You know, they're not a very physical team to begin with,
1: and it showed last night. They don't have a big guy like Jack Salt. Who, will, who would get physical every game. I mean, yeah. he was just a big moose. He was a, he was a New Zealand moose is what he was. I mean, a big guy, 6'11", you know, thick through the body and the shoulders and all that.
4: Well, you were, you were talking about they need to get an interior presence. I ain't got They're, none. Uh, it's not going to happen this year, no. Unless we open up the portal to mid-year transfers, you know that gets John going. In. <laughs> tell you what, <laughs> that might be
1: it for John. That might he might just cash his tickets in on that one.
5: It is a dark time for college sports. This multiple transfer, we've gone from a transfer portal to NIL, and that doubled up on a transfer portal. Yeah, it's uh, and a lot of people are saying this is good, and it's just wait; it come
4: back and bite you in the butt. Because how about Charlie you know, Baker suggesting that uh, a minimum compensation of thirty thousand per athlete? That he's mentioning the president of the, NCAA. the new president
5: of the NCAA that's it's It's just a dark time. I mean, it uh, people I keep, need to. Pay I keep
4: it. wondering where's all the money going to come from? You know these. You know these it's guys. Not, this
5: is not sustainable. It's, uh-huh. it's it, the money and the portal thing. It's going to create so many. Uh, it's just going. It's just a mess. It's a mess. And with that, I'll shut up.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You don't do that, John. You're part of the show here. You're you're the senior
4: member of the firm. You can't shut up today because I can't talk. Yeah. I'm so fed (laughs) up with,
5: I love college sports. My world kind of rotates around it. And to see this NIL and now this doubling down on the transfer portal, it's just, it's bad.
1: Do you hear music? Yes. It means we we need to mush. Yeah, top it, of the hour is, here. The, you know, is the
5: Cub running me off?
1: Well no we we have uh, fine sponsors to, to listen to as we hit the top of the hour. Good. Alright we'll be right back right here and we'll talk some basketball with the guys here on 1620 ESPN.
0: Let's